You're listening to Novel Bound, a podcast dedicated to making you laugh and keeping you company. Each week, we're sharing all of our favorite books and the embarrassing side of life. Welcome back to Novel Bound. I'm Anna. And I'm Celine. And today we are doing why we do not finish books, why we DNF books. Which is like, I feel like something that we've been talking a lot about, like offline and like just in our own personal mm-hmm. conversations. Yeah. But I feel like lately I haven't really shared a lot of the books I've DNF'd because I feel like we have this strange, because we've gained like a really big following. I'm always like, I don't want to tell someone not to read it because it might not fit the, me reading it at the time. Like I might not be in the zone for it. But these are the things that I just feel like are kind of like, like these are our actual like issues yeah. and stuff like that. And we aren't- But I want to be honest- we're like, it, you know, we might name names. We might a couple. A it's couple fine. Names. A couple names. It'll Man, be fine. Do, so basically this episode is called why we didn't finish at guitar. That's what this <laughs> entire, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right off Someone's the bat. Like, phone, like across the room. If you want to hear that, you should listen to our, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding guys, but we will mention it. We will mention it. Yeah. There's other books. And honestly, like this is. We try not to be controversial with book opinions, like, you know, but sometimes you have to be honest. And this is a time when we just have to be honest. Are we activating our spicy side? I love that. Might be. Honestly, mostly what we're talking about is like tropes and why we don't like them. We probably will bring up books that have that trope. Mm-hmm. So yeah, get ready. It's going to be a good time. Okay. And we haven't done this in a while because we've been kind of like, we've been doing author interviews and all these reading things. Mm-hmm. But if you are like here for like the actual content that you're listening for, probably should fast forward to like 15 minutes because Anne and I are about to go off about our own like fun little things. Just we are, we are, we are. Our life. Talk about this tough mutter. Go. Yeah, I know that nobody cares about the tough mutter, and I'm not even being like nobody cares. Like I know <laughs> nobody cares. It's we have a book Instagram and a book podcast. Who cares about a tough mutter? I care. But guys, this is a big <laughs> deal for me, and I am just really proud of myself that I did it. And I just remember previously talking about some of like the challenges. Like <laughs> one is called like the Arctic Enema, and yeah, I did that ish, and it was so great. I couldn't. So you have to slide down. It's like whoa, 10 whoa, 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 slide. whoa! You have to start. At the beginning, homegirl, how much, let's start with this. How much training did you have? Yeah. Start over. Yeah. Where did you you have the idea to do a Tough Mudder? Get me, get me there. Take us there. I'll take you on the journey. Okay. So (laughs) my sister's husband signed up to do it like months and months ago. He, it was like a gift for his birthday Uh and he was like, you should do it with us. And we were like, yeah, okay. We're down for anything. Um, and me and Maria were like, okay, that means we have to start training we do not run to start running at the gym yeah and um yeah no that never really ended up happening we started kind of running at the gym but it never became enough to like train for like I think two weeks before the Tough Mudder I ran for a mile unstopped and was proud of myself that I could run for an entire mile is that the furthest that you ran recently besides the Tough Mudder yeah oh yeah I love that I I hate running I hate running Anna's fit AF. I just want you all to know, like, <laughs> got an ass that can't lie. Sorry, mom. I just cussed on, sorry to all of you with children in the car. But, like, that girl, I saw her at, at Harry Potter World. I just, I checked her out the whole time. Like, Anna's oh my gosh. out, everyone, just so you know. She's super hot now. She was out of the gym. 
Yeah. So oh anyways, gosh. but yeah, so I mean, like you have to understand that she did not just go, oh no, I can't run a mile and do a Tough Mudder. She's been lifting weights and. Yeah, I weight things. train and stuff. And what's nice about the I Tough Mudder. <laughs> <laughs> I lift. What about you? you? Gym shark leggings? <laughs> never. I do not. I, I never would. <laughs> The lips. That's all I'm gonna say. The lips you get from Jim <laughs> Shark leggings. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> favorite thing is that Anna just like I didn't understand what she was talking about. She like demonstrated with her hands, just being like. <laughs> there is a video of a girl being like, um, like, why don't you ever want to show me off? And it's like, are you ashamed of me? And it's like her with her hands in her pants, like, I'm not ashamed of you. I just don't want anyone to see you. <laughs> I'm like, wow, the truth, the truth. Wow. Anyways, we need to put a sensor rating on this. I've cussed. We've now talked about lips. Ooh. <laughs> you know what? That means we can say whatever we want now. Let's go. Uh, we're already past the point. Let's talk about our sex lives right now. Let's go. So uh, back to this tough mother. So you've been lifting with that, but you really have not done anything like that. So when you, I remember you calling me and just being like, we are flying to Virginia. We're doing this tough mother. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, describe to me what it was like. I know. Mainly, so it was 10 miles and 25 obstacles that you have to like go through. And I was excited for the obstacles because that's the part that I liked. So you have like, you climb 30 feet in the air over this rope thing and then back down. And then you have, you know, you jump into an ice or slide down into an ice pit and have to swim to the other end. And then there's mud pits you have to crawl through. There is one where you, there's like a cage on top and the water gets slowly higher and you have to like, crawl with your hands on the cage on your back with like only an inch of water between like for you to breathe in that was fun and then there is like basically this was like a like a YA protagonist training it really was though because there were walls you had to climb over and people had to help you and just for your art maybe I was I will probably have to use it because holy cow I they were hard there was like an obstacle course. You had to crawl through with like barbed wire on top of you and mud. And the last obstacle was like, I posted this in stories because I thought it was so funny. Uh, they call it electrotherapy where wires are hanging down and like they will randomly go off and shock you. And so I was like crawling through it and I could hear one go off near my head and just like the look of like, nope. Oh my gosh. I had on my face. Okay, so wait. So tell me really quick. Um, did you physically get shocked? No, luckily my husband, Jalen got shocked twice. Oh my gosh. Did you have to sign like one heck of a waiver? Yeah. You have to sign a waiver when you sign up for it. And so that's wild. That's wild. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. Okay. So I, you how, like, how did you do in terms of everybody else? Uh, we finished in like two and a half hours uh-huh. at 10 miles. So that's not like too bad. Mostly it's like, um, you're not running the whole time and nobody is really running the whole time. It's more of like a social, like at the, Oh, there was one. Oh, it was like called Hercules wall. It was like something where you have to run up this like 30 or 40 foot wall and grab a rope and people are like grabbing and trying to help you up. And like, we were standing in that line for like 20 minutes. And then when we did it, we stayed behind to help the people behind us. And yeah, it's like, it really is like, all helping each other. It was really fun to see like everyone come together for that. Do you feel like I would be able to do that? Oh yeah. And they have a 5k one and I know you could do the 5k one. We should do one together. We should. They're all over the country. So will that be our next hangout? Yes. Let's do it. Guys, I'm going to get Selena to sign up for a tough motor. She's going to be doing it. And she's like, why? I hate you so much. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, I won't. 
I'll be like, come on, Anna, let's go. This is for, I'm using this for my art. <laughs> Honestly, the experiences it gives you could really be useful. Okay. And then the next day you got to go to a Renaissance fair, which was so yeah. cool. I don't know. Magical. I kept like texting Anna, like, are you good? Hey, you good girl? The next day. I like, mind you, I was turning over in my sleep the night of the Tough Mudder and I was like, ow, ow, ow. Everything's so stiff. Yeah. And then homegirl bought a corset. So I did. You and I love it. You arrived. I really I have, I had it. fun. I need to see it was a great time. Honestly, I, the Renaissance Fair, it's in Maryland. It's like one of the biggest in the nations. It's like huge. It, the setup is huge and it's, it's so fun. I bought a little dagger for my bookshelf as well. I love you and your daggers. Mm-hmm. Look out for that in future videos. There's a lot of things we could, that's a lot of jokes we could make with that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, I, well, that same weekend that you did that, I went to an actual haunted house so jealous. in Tennessee and it was kind of freaking awesome. I was bummed that you guys didn't end up going to one in Virginia. I feel like Virginia is really haunted, you know, there but- are, there is a church that you can go to that like is very haunted. There's a lot of places in Virginia. I feel like the entirety of like, when I think of like places that are haunted, it's just the entirety of Virginia, maybe Virginia, all of it. Virginia's haunted. It's fine. For like a school trip, we went to like the battlefields in Richmond and they were, it was like at night and they were like, everybody turn your lights off so you can hear the cannons going off. And we were like, okay, this isn't sketchy at all. Okay. So basically, um, Tanner and I try to do a non-negotiable date night every Friday. It's freaking awesome with him being in medical school. So I was like, okay, for this date, it's October. We're going to go to a haunted house. So I look up and I'm trying to find like the best one that we can do. And the one that is available is this one called Frightmare Manor. And it's like 40 minutes away from us. And it had four different like things going on with it. And I was like, oh, this is kind of awesome. Like I freaking like, yes, give me for the price of one, whatever. So we get in the car, we start driving. And then I start like reading online, like more and more about it. And it turns out that this this house is was built like in the late 1800s like you know something 1890s 90s 1900s I don't know but basically it um was owned by this man who owned like all this property and stuff like that and he ended up like kind of going crazy at the end of his life and the reason why it was like so crazy is because he struggled with like schizophrenia and bipolar disorder Mm -hmm. and he um basically snapped one day and he dismembered his entire family, like all of his grandchildren, his children. Oh like gosh. And then he jumped from the second floor window. Wow, this is a really graphic episode. I'm, I'm just really giving it all to you. You are. Yeah. So basically, when the police came to like go check out the thing, they found over 30 bodies that were not the family. Whoa. A separate 30, just scattered all over like the land. And they, like, there's rumors that over almost a hundred bodies, like, were found. So he was, like, a, he was one of the first serial killers in Tennessee. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. And I'm, um, so, okay. And so you went there. His property, but we're standing yeah. on the property waiting in line where, where yeah. these bodies were found, right? And then, like, the second one that you go into, like, you have, like, a carnival. And, like, you know, it's super cool and fun. There's a bunch of, like, teenagers and, like, mm-hmm. young people dressed up. So it's just, like, a kind of fun thing. And then we go into the manor and you walk into the house and the theme that they did this year was literally like a theme, the theme of like what had happened. So not oh only are they like reenacting, they have like the grandchildren, the little kids, like they're, they, they, you could actually see in real life, like they're, um, 
like notes and writing on the walls, like these people that actually live there, right? And then, so you start off on the second floor and you're wandering through these like hallways and stuff like that. And then you go down the stairs and that's where like he's waiting and stuff like that. And it's like super spooky and scary. But like, I was like, oh, this is so much fun. And then like, we start like going down the stairs and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like- This is real. This is real. Like a person actually like he, there is like that blood on the walls I mean, probably isn't like the actual stuff, but it's like, no, no, he actually killed like nine people. Yeah. Like, literally right That's there. so real. That's like in the moment and you're like, maybe this is too intense. Yeah. yeah. I was kind of like, oh gosh, like there is like, they just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So basically oh gosh. experienced, I went to a murder house and then they reenacted the murder where it happened and it was wild and crazy. And then they chased me with chainsaws through a forest. So, I mean, it was awesome. But it was also wild, and yeah, yeah. No, it Whoa. was it was it was weird. It was got. I was kind of like, okay, okay. So yeah, yeah. That was my experience. That was like intense. That's intense. It was super crazy. I kind of just like had to like turn off and just like just move forward. I was like, nope, okay. We just went into yeah. Yep, people actually died here. This isn't like this yeah. Is two years okay. of a thing. I'm picturing. I'm too close to it. You want to know the worst part? Oh gosh, so what? we didn't do this one because I don't like jumping from heights. It makes me sick. So they have like this jump, this, like whatever his last name is jump. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. And then like three days later, I'm like brushing my teeth. And I was like, that's where they have to jump. So the, the height from where the height that you jump is the same height that he jumped to his death. Oh my gosh. I know. I was like, this is kind of like, this is kind of bad. So I really hope like, I don't even, I was like, Ooh, Oh, honey. So wow. Now, yeah. You like jumped onto like this. You didn't have any harnesses or anything. You just jump onto like those like stunt trampoline things. Right. But yeah. Like the same exact distance and like okay. five feet from where the window where he jumped to his death. was. Oh my gosh. This is bad. I just, that's I like personal. That's personal. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, he did murder a lot of people. So yeah, it was wild. It was wild. So yeah, and then that's kind of all I have for that story. Yeah, yeah. crazy. As well. And then I think we'll maybe end it with talking about game night because we just had game night with our Patreon members. I loved it. I loved it so much. And it was so fun. Highlight of my month to like do game night. All the people that come. And then, cause it's not like we just play games. Like we sit and talk about book recommendations and what everybody's been up to and- I hit on Anna mercilessly the entire time. It's really fun. It's okay. I said thrust in front of her brother. So that was fun as well. Her brother was a guest star yesterday. And we actually were like, <laughs> actually, you have to leave. We are making way too much I know. right now. <laughs> I know. I think somebody asked me, they, Emily asked me, she's like, what like is in a book is, you know, what makes you, is it like too smutty or too far? And I was like, if I have to read thrust more than twice, I got to peace out. It was like, ah, like, he like, flagged. I know. I was like, oh no. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was so amazing. But yeah, not only do we play a lot of like trivia and like murder games and super fun, like awesome stuff, but we also like, I like getting to know the people that we like DM on Instagram and our mm-hmm. parts of our Patreon. Like I, get, I like getting to know their names and like building more relationships and stuff like that. Yeah. Like we get to do that a lot. And that was super cool. And we do it every single month for our Patreon members. And so like, yeah. if you want to like come and meet us and we want to meet you, like come and join and it'll be super fun. Yeah, it will be. I had my butt kicked last night. It was kind of fun. Yeah. Mikkel. She looked as all, man. Get it, Mikkel. Get it. Okay. Let's go. Why we DNF books. Yep.
Let's do. I'll actually start because this has to do with what I was just talking about. It's like Ben's thing where it's like, I mean, I'm not even going to explain it to you. Just kidding. It's going to bother me. If I don't, it's going to bug me. I have to. Go, go. Okay. So when there's a 180 switch and it gets incredibly smutty and um, that is kind of happening with kingdom of the cursed. So I'm going to finish it. Our friend Emily did like send us the pages to and paragraphs to kind of skip. She, I don't think it's actually too bad, but just um, the main character, Amelia, like in the first book, she was like, my sister, everything is for my sister. I'm doing it for my family. Like she just has very clear goals and you know her well, you know how she thinks. And then the second book comes out and you're like, and the food, the food is amazing. The food is amazing. Luckily, that is still around somewhat, not as much, but in the second book. Okay, good. I bought but it. In the, yeah. Well, just in the second book, she's just like, all I can think about is wrath. All I can. And like part of it, I think, is because, spoiler warning, if you read the first book, um, she makes a deal until she's going down to hell, basically, to like hold up her end of the bargain. And it has like all of the seven deadly sins have effects on her. And so like, lust is one of them and so she's like it's the world like doing this to me so I'm like that's kind of a workaround way to do it but yeah it's like all this girl can think about I'm like okay girl you're fighting for your life right now how about you think about that Persephone kind of vibes where like she's trapped under trapped in hell I think it's a little bit but I think she's going to seriously rise up to the occasion and become like a serious bad b I love that for us yeah but she just has to like get over the inner hoe yeah literally yeah or like she just needs to get it banged out of her until she can like (laughs) yeah sometimes we need that you know like sometimes Sometimes we do I guess (laughs) sometimes we do sometimes we're like come here I just I need to just get this over with (laughs) yeah so that's something that I do not like yeah well I even feel like there was moments like I did love with kingdom of the wicked how like that thing with the priest was super funny at the beginning oh my gosh she's like I'm trying not to have dirty thoughts about a priest. I'm trying not priest. to have dirty thoughts about a priest. And I was like, yep. yes, girl, deliver. This is amazing. Deliver. <laughs> I, I love that. I really like, now is it weird that I kind of want to like read a book about that? Is that bad? Am I like a bad person? Um, no, I'll say no for that. But that's wild. Honestly, watch Call the Midwife because she's a nun and she like falls in love and she like leaves her nunly duties behind to make him get married to this doctor guy so me to watch that they're like you would love this i need to just- it is intense it's very intense i'm gonna call you crying am i gonna call you crying like at night well they like it's about a show about midwives and like the it starts in the 50s and so every episode there's like a very intense birthing scene that has to happen wild yeah wild mm-hmm. Ooh, that might be traumatizing it's um, really good actually it's like this nurse starts and she's kind of like in the slums of london like helping these poor people and it's really it is a really good show I was going to say um we read beach week I have no idea how to fit this in in like a non like work like I don't know how to relate this to this just do it but just I like it. I called Anna no I don't did I call you crying I don't think you answered but I, I remember don't think, you just in my yeah. stories actually sobbing like while I'm trying to talk about this book being like it's not sad but I'm crying so much oh my gosh yeah the amount of dms I got from people that were like I'm gonna read it right now and then they're like being like I'm literally crying so much I was like this is so much in fact I started reading it and I had to cry in my closet at three in the morning so I didn't wake my husband up this was right after the tough mother you went like tough mother renaissance fair plane ride beach read crying in your closet 
that I started reading Dietrich on the plane. Yeah, it was that. So I'm like, I was already exhausted, but I had to stay up to finish it. I had to. It was so good. And it was so good. It was so good. It was. That book is great. So uh, Mm -hmm. if you haven't read it, put everything else down. Read this right now. Go. So good. Mm. Okay. Um, One thing that I find, I noticed this more like when people do this right versus when they do it bad. But a lot of times if I look back and I'm like, why did I not feel connected to this character? is because they aren't connected to other people in the world and that the people in the world don't have a purpose then like to betray them or to assist them. You know what I mean? Like the people Mm -hmm. act of their own things and sometimes they are not helpful. And I think like a great example of people of like someone that did this right was like with Sarah J Moss's, I really loved the night court. I think that that was like, yeah, I almost feel like with Akatar, she didn't have that. And it was just like, no. And you know uh, her tamlin and lucian and that was it that's all you knew of the spring court yeah and like honestly like literally it was so funny because the spring court was basically invisible for yeah. like so long and that's like how much she wasn't connected and like i mean obviously that's why it's wrong and so like how i think that when people there is that friendships it's so nice but i think one of the reasons why i think that's that makes me dnf is that it makes the character i'm not interested in everything the character yeah it's not enough for me um I think mm-hmm. like with um what is it even the Red Queen series like I struggled sometimes when it was just like the her show especially when she was with oh my gosh and it really was the her show well I'm like to the point where like they like Victoria like ended up like bringing in other people's perspectives just to fill in because it was yeah about her it was well and I'm like and then you like uh you start with Mare, who is this girl, and suddenly she's in this castle, and it's full of balls and all these amazing things. And then I'm like, and then suddenly she's on like a compound, and it seems like fifty thousand years have passed, and the technology is all different, and now everyone's in combat boots. And I was like, I just, I didn't sign up for this. No. Oh, that brings up another thing: wars. I am so sick of reading about wars in books. Like I am ward the freak out. I'm just like, because I know as soon as it's like, and we've been warring with this other country and things are coming, like things are going to have to be worse before they're better. I'm like, no, I didn't sign up for like four books that have to do with being in war. Yeah. hundred percent. I don't like it. I'm fine with also because I feel like this is a, this is probably a wrong information, but I feel like in today's day and age, we really can't have actual like full on wars anymore because like yeah. the, the weapons that we now have. And I think mm-hmm. wars can be a lot more connected, like through like conversation and that's like where mm-hmm. the generation we've like cold wars in. yeah so it's like for me I'm like why do we need to have this battle why do we need to have this battle I don't understand yeah also I just <laughs> I can't do it I can't do it but yeah no, I'm just tired of it just mentally and emotionally I've read too many wars yeah. I'm tired of it I'm gonna yeah. be honest it's okay it's totally fine mm-hmm. I also think that sometimes like we read books at the wrong times and I'm about to drop some names on some books but you have to understand that I think these are good books. I think I read them in the, like after bangers and then, so I'm going to talk about, uh, one of us is lying, which I think is a good book, but I think I read it at the wrong time. And I read Mm -hmm. one of us is lying right after deadly education. And oh my gosh, it was so boring. I was like, only one person dies. That's it. I know. Well, I'm, it's just information. That's all it really is. It's just information and people texting each other. And then I was like, well, I'm just going to try the second book. The second book is the same. One of us is next, except for this time. And this is another point that I have. I don't mind sequel books ish, 
like I think Stephanie from Stephanie Garber wrote Once Upon a Broken Heart perfectly because it was enough mm-hmm. it's centered in the world but it doesn't involve those characters really at all but I feel like the second book was so much of a sequel that you really like it I want I kind of came in being like oh like we get to see them solve another murder or something but then it went to like her sister and I was like that's cool but she was too close to all the yeah characters that it was like boring and I didn't care enough about these characters at all yeah like, I was just pushing through it so I kind of struggle with that sequel book if it doesn't, and I did that with um, King of Scars too. I was like, really? this is too close. Like, I don't think I read King of Scars. Um, with the what is the crooked not crooked kingdom? What was the what was the first one? Oh yeah 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 yes. Um, by Lee Bardugo. Yeah, the Lee Bardugo. What is the the series where she where she weaves Shadow and Bone and Crooked Kingdom together? Yeah have been so bummed because like I loved those books and then these ones I'm like give me some more give me some more that I like uh-huh. why do you feel like we didn't why didn't I finish that book um okay here's my controversial opinion and I'm sorry this whole episode I guess is just controversialness please hate us please yeah now you know where we stand yeah you do um where Nina Nina's love story with Matthias or Matthias however you say it was so beautiful in Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom. And they really like helped each other see like broader opinions about their people and they changed their minds. And like reading it, you were like, yeah, this is a love story for the ages. Like this is, that's how she wrote it. It's how it was meant to be. And like, it was so beautiful. And then just suddenly- Spoiler. This is a huge spoiler, yeah. Um, But so then just suddenly she was like somebody else. I don't even care who the other person was, but it was just the fact that she was like somebody else they're so beautiful and I can't stop thinking about them. And I'm like, okay, what about like that happened like a month ago? You're telling me you're over it already? Like, and it just was so unrealistic that it just shot you out of the story and you like couldn't connect anymore. And yeah. Also Xenia changed completely. Yeah, she's a totally different character. And it's fine if she's a totally different character, but like show me how she got there because yeah. she was like still basically trying to ruin um Oh my gosh, what's her face? Alina. Alina's life, mm-hmm. basically until like the last end of the third book. And she really just was there to like, kind of be like, okay, let's go. Same thing with like in in Red Queen series, like, um, what is her name? Oh, it starts with an E, Evangeline, is that her name? I think so, yeah. She was like, she like was this horrible person. And then suddenly like we're hearing from her perspective and then she's like carrying the show. And I'm yeah. like, this it was person- so random. I'm like, I'm fine with it. But like, I was also kind of like, uh, like I just, anybody I, else noticing this? Her and Zenya, I'm just like, I get, I like it when like a villain is there, but I feel like these writers, this is me being like these writers, but I feel like they like, they get to know this character. And then they're like, well, I think that this person can grow and change, which is totally cool. But like, it is throwing me off as a reader. Mm-hmm. And I don't, it doesn't work with me very well. I don't know why it just doesn't. It's why yeah. I do enough. So yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. Show us. That's all we want. Just show us. Show us the journey. Okay, go. All right. Here's something else that I have. It is when the main character either in like two pages has complete control over their power or it's been like three books and they have no control. over. I'm like, like it kind of works both ways, but I really hate it when it's like you have this power and you were sent here to protect us. And it's like, but it is one training montage later and she's perfectly in control of it and can save the whole world. Like, I don't like that when luckily it's not been happening very often lately. I haven't read hardly any books with that trope in it recently. So oh, yeah, something that's killing me. 
and this is no shade to Lori Forrest, is that no. I feel like she keeps having these amazing where she's about to get her powers and it's amazing, mm-hmm. but then something actually realistic happens where she can't use her powers. So where I'm like, I'm dying for her to have her, bo- have her things. And I'm like, come on, freaking be able to use Please. it, be able to use it, be able Please. to use it. But then she has these reasons why she can't. And I'm like, she's towing the line with me. She's towing the line. I'm like, let this yeah. girl just, but she's so powerful. Lauren's so powerful that like the minute that she has her wand, like a new world devastation. So yeah. like Lori has done it successfully for like, there is good reason so yeah. she gets away with that. She gets rid of a lot of tropes that I don't normally like. I think it's just because her writing is so good. Yeah, 100%. I also feel like, so I'm writing right now a, a character that is trying to discover her powers. And I've learned, oh my gosh, it's really hard to mm-hmm. like write people having powers, like where it comes and all the things you can do with it. I feel like, dang, these authors, like we're hating all we want. But yeah. Like, dang. Like, it's hard. You basically just have to really rely on your imagination. Yeah. I am. Mm, it's wild. You know, there was this book I didn't love, Three Dark Crowns, which is spooky, spooky, spooky. Yeah. I don't know why, but I feel like I hated that book. Yeah, I hated it. <laughs> I was like, I don't Why? Know Tell us why. Um, I just think one, it was too dark and gr- like, grimy. I don't know how to explain it, but like reading it, Kendra Blake, like, I think that's her name. I don't want to be in her head. I don't want to be in her head. It feels weird. It's kind of like I wouldn't want to be in Stephen King's head, but okay. also I feel like the girls all suck and I hate all of them. Like they all hate. That's another thing I hate in books is like when you aren't cheering for anyone where no one has like, I don't, I'm not very good with the anti-hero trope. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I'm like, yeah. I want to root for you. And if you're hurting people and you're doing yeah. things like. It only works when like it starts off as an anti-hero and then very quickly turns into just like straight up traditional hero I actually feel like that's what we love I think that's what we love like a Lou LeBlanc yeah like, yeah Serpent and Dove where we're, she's like I'm the worst just kidding I'm gonna be amazing like, I actually have a lot of morals that I'm not willing to throw out the window <laughs> and rooftop sex so weird yep <laughs> not weird I never forget never forget <laughs> I just remember oh that's another thing that's a huge one for me is like I don't mind a sex well I mean like okay me and Anna like our like list of stuff is like basically if hands are going in places where the sun don't shine and are just staying there or if there is things yep. inserted into things then we are like that's where we're like okay okay but like you can flirt you can yeah the thing is, is I just don't need to read about certain anatomy and I don't want to hear about any completion of anything like we yep. don't know we don't need it yeah pull them close and then fade to black that's fine yeah but, I don't mind that. I love tension. I love those things. I won't read a book unless it has romance in it. But the thing that I think like is hard for me is where like, and I think with Serpent and Dove, I did have this struggle is that um, they just went from like, I hate you to I care about you to suddenly like, boom, they're doing it. And I'm like, this is Reed's first time. Like everyone, we need a, this sweet child. Like, I know. <laughs> well, like for a long time, it was just slow progression into just friendship. Yeah. And then they barely hit the friendship mark. And then it was like, boom, you are my one true love. Let's go to the rooftop of the sea there well, right like now. Their first kiss was their first sex. I was like, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. that's what I think. Like some of the books when it's like their first interaction romantically is just sex. like, I loved Adrian Young's like the last legacy, but it was kind of similar too, where I was like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, they're, oh, they are doing it. Okay. Okay. They like literally all they had were lingering looks and like conversations in hallways. And then I was like, boom, I choose you. And I was like, oh my gosh. Get it, girl. Get it, babe. I mean, go off, go off. It just is a little unexpected. That's just our personal preference though. I think maybe we're not the target audience for this because like, mm-hmm. 
of our like religious background that were like, well, you have to get married first. I mean, you don't have to get married first, <laughs> but I just am like, okay, okay, okay. Like, here's go. I remember texting you during um, the first Akatar book, the actual Akatar accord. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What was it? It was like when they were doing the mate. I was like, it's an orgy and she's just going to get cookies. And now he yeah. wants her cookies. Like, I was like, I don't know what's happening. It was so random. It, that first book was all felt like a fever dream. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It was good. The second book was one of the best books I've ever read. So everyone know that I loved the second book. That's all I have. The second book was really good. It was. It was great. Go. Okay. So I don't like it when the main character is like quote unquote weak and she's soft and doesn't really toughen up. And that actually just happened with a book, A Winter's Promise. And she's just, the main character is so soft-spoken and people are mean to her and they insult her and she just like takes it. And I just feel like if you're going to be a main character in a book, like you have to rise up to that a little bit. Yeah. And like most of the time it's because they're being the, you know, hero of the story. And so I just like, personally for my main characters, just be tough. I mean, you guys know that I love when they hit rock bottom. So I'm like, they got to do that upward battle. Yeah, 100%. I will say like, it depends on the book that I'm reading. So like, I love A Secret Life of Walter Mitty or a Mm -hmm. Daily Life character. Those are like some of my two favorites or even like the movie Yesterday. Yeah, oh, so good. So good. I can't think of any book examples of characters like that. Maybe Scarlet from Carval. I could see that and see like, but they're a good mix they're a good mix like they are soft characters but they also like are outspoken and they fight for the things that they want you know yeah especially scarlet um no and like the whole point of secret life of Walter Mitty is that he actually fought for those things and he like Mm -hmm. yeah so I think like they have to have that potential I think that the balance is because I have the struggle where like Sometimes I can't handle these tough girls that are like, I'm not like anybody else. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm different. And then, um, they transition into more of a soft thing, which is super cool. But I think it's the art of the transition that really reflects on the writer. So like if they are too harsh and then they're too soft or too harsh and then they don't have those things or it's too soon or too quick, that's where I think the struggle is. And that's carrying the character's internal conflict is the most important part of a book. Oh Yeah. Like, cause like I'll read about a war if the internal conflict is really strong, but the, like, I don't care as much about the external conflict. It's the internal conflict that I enjoy. So I think that's where it's hard. Like it's, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know how to do it. I'm just, this is what I don't like. It's hard. I never think it's things that we can like both appreciate, mm-hmm. like in different settings, you know, cause you have Feyre with her, like basically entire inner, inner conflict in the second book. And that was so fun and beautiful to read. Yeah, but then you also have like the war that's happening and yeah it really is like a formula yeah one day maybe we'll have someone come on the podcast and talk about that formula mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. how they perfected it that's a great idea that is a great idea okay um I also feel like when the character kind of changes personality in like a weird way mm-hmm. like to kind of go off of it like where um, I was just reading these hollow vows, which like, I like it now, but in the beginning there was this hard transition because she was saving her sister. She had this cool, like stealing things. And then she kind of like, I think the author just had like a moment where she was like, the character just felt different than what she was. Mm-hmm. And now she's back to where she was. And I, but like, that was so abrupt that I was like super confused. So yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah, I know we, I think we're going to do a recap of these hollow vows, just in a sense of like, 
it is a good guilty pleasure reads. It's not perfect, but yeah, we have I just to want Celine to find if we want to have her on. <laughs> <laughs> we like, we can be yeah. Now being like, um, I'm not coming on. <laughs> nice try. No, honestly, I'm like, I will do whatever I need to do to get my hands on an ARC of her next book. Whatever I need to do. So that twist was that good. I don't know. Like the twist was good. I just think like she built the story up that I think the second book is going to be an instance where it's better than the first. At least I really hope. Yeah. Thanks. Because the roadblocks that were in the way in the first book, they're gone now. So like it's really set up for her to just like explore yeah. her powers and who she is. And just, yeah, it's going to get darker too. I'm like almost certain of that. You love dark. Um, I do. Okay. This is my last one that I have. I've got that they don't have to sacrifice or go through things to learn things. So there's too many like fairy godmother. Mm-hmm. That's a hard thing for me. Can you think of an example like that? Um, like where things are just kind of handed to them. I mean, I'm like in my own book, I'm like, this is too easy for her. She just shows up in this castle and they're dressing her in a gown. Like, she's, yeah, she's got to struggle for a minute, which like right now I'm just letting it be because this is a first draft. But I'm like, I just feel like that is hard when people are just handed things uh-huh you've really ruined me for books now I'm like but they aren't struggling they were just handed it because there really is something magical about like I just connect so much more with a character when they have to fight you know even for just like basics things that they need and so I just to me it just means a little bit more it doesn't mean that they can't get help you like know- okay for instance and these hollow vows like really early on she gets help from someone who like does her hair, does her makeup, gives her a new dress. And she, it's like, feels so unexpected. And you're like, why? Like that didn't make any sense. And in the moment that didn't make sense. I mean, eventually Celine, you will learn why it makes sense. But like, that is an instance where like, if it didn't circle back around and come back to the story, it would be so weird. Yeah. I'm excited to formally apologize to you later on. I'm so excited for that too. I'm excited to formally apologize. And I did yesterday and I was like, so how does the book? And I was like, here's my five paragraph essay with my thesis paper on why this book is not ready yet for me to love it. But I was was only in chapter six. So like we are not far in. So we're doing And You know what? If you end up not liking the book, that's fine too. We don't have to love all the same books. I'll just continually hold it as a grudge against you. Everything. We're almost... I'm going to cut my hair so it's the exact same length as you <laughs> at the same time. You don't know. I'm trying Perfect. to, be, I'm going to be like one of those, uh, what is it? Crime reality TV shows of like with a podcast. And now it started with the podcast. Orange. We both wear an orange. We both are wearing orange. To be fair, orange is definitely one of my favorite colors. It takes a lot of my like closet over. It was my favorite color first, Anna. Fight me, Celine. Fight me. <laughs> um uh, yeah besides that those are kind of mine what do you do you have any others um I just have like the one that is like everyone hates which is like you've got the miscommunication trope I freaking hate that I hate it so much this is is so true like just talk to the person like the and I just need to suck it up and keep reading Mm -hmm. what is it the third book of Akatar where like I'm just like just talk to Lucian just talk to Nesta Nesta yeah stop well, we used to work together. Why are we all in separate places? Could we just, could we, could we just talk? Just be open and honest. That is a little bit a trope in the kingdom of the wicked. Mm-hmm. And it follows a little bit in the kingdom of the cursed where she's just like so weary of who Ralph is as a person that she's like, 
not willing to talk to him or like bounce theories off of him. And yeah, I, there were so many times that he just wanted to help her and she's like, I don't trust, you no. And then they were both in worst predicaments. So I was just like, great. This is great. I hate that trope author that I absolutely love that does this perfect and um she wrote the Gallagher Girl series mm. and she also wrote Not If I Save You First which we talked about before mm-hmm. um Allie Carter she's such an amazing author but one of the things that she talked about either on Instagram or in one of her books that I've read like her books on writing is she discusses um you need to give the off the the because she writes a lot about like teenagers like why they can't just go to the adults why can't they just do those things mm-hmm. and one of the things that i just thought was absolutely beautiful is in not if i save you first they are literally in alaska with no phone service her dad yeah. is missing the like security guards have been knocked out or probably dead and so they actually do have to rely on themselves and i think like if you are going to have these people not communicate then that person needs to be stolen unconscious like in another place yeah. like whatever it is like I think a Lauren does that like Lori Forrest does that super well in the Black Witch series where yeah. like, you can't talk to people because x y and z and I'm fine with that like yeah a really good worker on that is like um there's a vow that's made that you like if you speak whatever your plan is allowed like boom no it won't work anymore. Like, like that's a really hollow, good workaround for that. Hollow vows? Are you talking about oh, wow. Vows? Anna? That all I can think about? Anna Maybe. Is like, Anna is like texting me. She literally sent me like a threat, threatening note. She was like, read this book right now with like a full plastic yeah. emoji. She was like, the, like squirt gun thing. I like sent, I was like, read it. Read it. Read it. I'm reading it. I don't care if it's a hey read. I'm reading it. Read it. These hollow vows. Everyone, Anna will murder you in your sleep. It's I'll find you. I will find you. Don't underestimate me. At 1 44 p.m. If I'm dead in the next three days, it's because Anna has killed me. No why. No why. Everyone, this is my folder. This is my if something happens to me folder. (laughs) Anna Anna drove from Utah somehow. Yeah. You know what? If you were to kill me, I know exactly how you would kill me. Okay, how? How would I how would I kill you? There would be no blood. Like you would not do blood. I don't think you would. You're too close. Probably not. I think. For your first option is that you would hire someone to kill me. Mm-hmm. I could see that. You would 100%. And the second thing is that you would think of some form of poison or chemicals, any kind, that would that would take me out. Ooh, I don't know if I'm that smart. I do know a lot of plants that are poisonous. How would I kill so. you? <laughs> so he's like, wait, how would I kill you? I feel like it would be such a heat of the moment thing and it would be bloody. I feel like you would be so bloody. Yeah. You're just to hack me apart. I would just make sex jokes and like, like laugh it off I'll be like I'm so sorry <laughs> like like ha, ha, ha as you like stab me with your axe again <laughs> I would be the guy that murdered his entire family they would have they would turn my house into a haunted house that's what would happen <laughs> but yeah on that note now that we've casual we're gonna murder each other great perfect friendship so fun um yeah so we have formally apologized to all these authors what's all the authors we've brought up we have loved their books and honestly yeah I so only like, brought up one book I DNF'd yeah so just know like we can love these books and love certain things and not like and still find flaws in them but these are our main things so yeah yeah well with that we'll see y'all later yeah we will thank you see you next week week. for us each other bye